And we are live. Uh, welcome to God is Open. I'm your host, Christopher Fisher, and I have our resident scholar, Dr. Jonathan Fisher here. And uh, oh, a very scholarly day today. We are going to be watching a little bit about this uh, atheist female lady of middle league, lower middle league attractiveness. Uh, tell us about how she converted away from Christianity and uh, how wrong she was in her ethics in her former Christian life. Welcome to the program. <laughs> yeah, thanks for yeah, having me. Like three seconds ago, you had no idea what this was going to be about. Nope. And so this is, uh, this, <laughs> this is, oh, she, this, this uh, female this reaction person, video. this female atheist person has a video against open theism, which is itself something to review. But I thought this one was a little bit more cringy for the cringe cast. Um, and, uh, yeah. Hey, I gotta show you something. So I commented on this, and she really didn't like it. I said, uh, <laughs> "Oh man, I don't know where it ran off to. Maybe she hit it." But I uh, called her um, discount Jenny Nicholson proves atheism is cringe. So do you know who Jenny Nicholson is? No, who's that? So uh, she's like a Jenny Nicholson. Okay, she's just like a monotone commenter so some of you might like remember that in monotone Twilight upper middling attractive commentator without real personality that talks about various issues and so then okay. you had a lower middling attractive uh <laughs> lady talking about atheism and i think what happens in these youtube channels these people get a lot of views because they're female and you kind of see that with uh i did a did a podcast about the sad calvinist guy his his uh, wife's videos because she's like upper middling attractive. They get a lot more views than his does. He he might be a little jealous. Like she has like one on the Trinity that has a ton of views. Just people are like, I don't female I don't get that. Female has an opinion. Let's click on that video because it. the The reality is, videos like that tend to be really boring. I don't it, like. <laughs> What are they doing? Listening with the mute off? <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on there, but it's it's actually pretty funny. So these people try to um, use their gender as some sort of springboard to popularity. And sometimes it works, so I don't blame her. But I think the worst insult is to call her a discount uh, other girl because women, if you want to insult a man, you insult their intelligence. Oh, you're kind of a midwit. You're just like everyone else. If you want to insult a woman, you just compare her to other women. Oh, you're just like every other woman. Uh, women like to be unique and special and yeah. uh, privileged with the limelight. And so if you if you just say, oh, you're just common, uh, they, they're not going to like that so much. So she got real mad at me. And so she tried to give me a big lecture about theology. Oh, she replied to yeah. you? Yeah, she replied to me. Let's see. Um, I don't know where that ran off to, but she's like, would Jesus do this? <laughs> 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 oh, it's so funny. It's so funny that uh, did she delete my comment? I don't know where it ran off to. But uh, maybe sort by newest first. YouTube has this terrible thing where they censor kind of comments by calling them non-top comments, and there's no rhyme or reason for why anything's anything. I think she might have deleted my comment because uh, probably she didn't like that too much. Or it might have been on a different video than this one. Um, but this one's about the death penalty, and we'll we'll hear her talk about this. 
totally non-controversial episode of cringy christian ethics in which so, so you notice the bland personality and just just like this monotone thing so that's why i thought she's like the discount other girl which i read you my high school christian ethics papers we're talking well, about she, the death penalty. using gestures to substitute for a lack of inflection she's like okay a uh, time to move hand Hand moved, Hello, hand move everyone. over. Welcome to Skeptic Sheet or welcome back. <laughs> wave, My name is Lauren. Wave thank complete. Thank you so much for watching. And again, thank you so much to everyone who has recently subscribed and pushed me over a thousand. That is amazing. And I did want to take a quick moment uh -huh. to say if you are not okay, wrote this in early 2008 okay. when I was a wee lass of 17, okay, good luck. Sure. I'm sorry. Capital punishment is lawfully inflicting death upon a person as a consequence of an offense, and it has been used since the sixth. So so she is reading like a high school essay that she did write and um i i think if there was like any seventh circle of hell ever it would be correcting high school essays <laughs> like like an <laughs> english teacher and then you have to read and then correct like a yeah. million high school essays because they're just all terrible it's, yeah, it's well, not when i reflect back on all of that school i'm like how did they do it what what are they that they are gluttons for punishment oh man well th i think a lot of them they're always like only write two pages five paragraph essay. do the five paragraph essay we'll even give you a form formula for it just just don't write too much <laughs> oh man and then you have to read it and you're just like oh oh <sighs> sweet baby yoda no oh, i'm gonna rewind it a little bit we'll see how old she was when she for wrote that this one on capital punishment, a.k.a. the death penalty, wrote this in early 2008 when I was a wee lass of 17. So, 17, 17. so she's like a senior, maybe, somewhere around there? ...upon a person as a consequence of an offense, and it has been used since the 1600s for a wide variety of crimes. It is an ethical subject that has several positive and negative aspects, but most Christians <laughs> should be in favor this of... This is very much high school essay. Right away, yeah, it definitely is. This is a thing that has pros and cons. Anti-aborting a fetus, but you are pro killing an established autonomous human being. Cool story. I guess that makes you pro-life. All right, let's let's. And so she's critiquing her old self. Her old self thought, "Oh no, it's it's pretty terrible to kill guilty people and save alive innocent people." And so, what has made her change her ethics and morality into? Oh, now, now it's wrong to kill autonomous people, but babies in utero who apparently lack autonomy, now it's okay to kill. Right. Did you see her, her reframing? Well, yeah, the reframing is autonomy has, a, has its own value, right? And so it doesn't matter if they're, like, say a person murdered a person with their autonomy. Well, they have the they use their autonomy, and that itself is precious enough that you want to preserve it, right? Right. And so my car was broken into once, and if there was an easy button that day that would just kill everyone who's ever broken into a car ever in history, I would have hit that button. I would have smashed that pretty hard and just wiped <laughs> out a huge segment of society. But think of all the autonomy that goes away with that. Oh, that's a lot of autonomy, though. I, I could do without. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it, it's interesting. Uh, it's did you ever see that Tommy Lauren interview on The Daily Show in which uh, she's that pretend right winger and she goes on there and it's the Trevor Noah guy, I think. And uh, he's talking about abortion. He's like she's like, of course, I'm 
I'm uh, for abortion rights or women right to choose because it's the woman's body, right? And so just, just the way she framed it, it was completely dis disingenuous to the side in which she supposedly identifies with, not even acknowledging the, the reality of the people thinking that the baby well, is a human being worthy of rights and I, dignity. I mean, but that that's always been the strategy when you're talking about the abortion debate, right? It, it's They assume the sale is, is what you call it. When, when a salesman goes and he tries to talk someone up, he, he talks to them as though they already bought the car, right? Right. So w when, uh, when the pro-choice side comes to the table, they don't want to argue the point about whether or not you're talking about the fetus as an actual person. They always just assume that it's not and then start from there and then blame did, you of being monstrous. Did you ever, uh, it was uh, Michael Malice was interviewing a woman and Michael Malice has been a pro-abortion his entire life, but he's recently coming to the knowledge that, um, you know, it's, it's not as simple as that. And there's actually pretty good counter arguments and maybe these people defending abortion, they really need to defend abortion because if that's actually a human being that they're killing, that they've been defending and engaging in genocide yes. their entire lives. Yeah. They have a massive personal stake in that not being a human life worthy right. of value. Right, and for sure. I think I think uh, uh, Smith, uh, Mark Smith, David Smith, David Smith, well, who's that libertarian guy? Uh and uh, I think he's had a lot of influence on Michael Malice on that issue, saying that, uh, you know, th these are human beings worthy of value. But uh, she, the way that she reframes it kind of signals to me that with this conversion to atheism, she's relearned talking points. And now she's re re uh, reapplying these talking points without consideration of her previous life and positions being disingenuous to it because she's trying to cater to the audience yeah she's she's just she's just ridiculing herself right she, she begins from a point of ridicule with a presupposition of, of values right one of those one of the big questions in the whole argument is is sort of a values what is it that makes a person important because the pro because this idea that you know you punish the innocent or you punish the guilty and protect the innocent is is radically different than her idea that the fact that someone's autonomous means you do not put them to death. And uh, I, that's one of the reasons that they, they're categorically against death penalty no matter what someone does, right? Because it's not about guilt or innocence. It's declaring that because they're autonomous, they should never be put to death. <laughs> probably unless it's a political... Uh... A political dissenter, then that right, will probably right. be all for that. I don't care if it's actually someone who's up in opposition to them. Yeah, Listen that's a whole different. Seventeen-year-old me, see what she had to say. The three main perspectives from which capital punishment can be scrutinized include rehabilitationism, reconstructionism, and retributionism. The three R's, apparently, all three of which are views held by Christians in various ways. Rehabilitationism does not allow for capital punishment for any crime, no matter the. Situation. I think if they're dead, they're pretty rehabilitated. People with this view believe that justice is only for reforming and healing, not punishing. This is a perspective that perhaps is not the best for a Christian to have. Let me just pause there for a second and say that I think rehabilitationism would be the stance that I take 
now, I don't see any benefit to killing a criminal, like no matter how bad they are, as long as they're locked up and away from society and can't hurt anyone. That dog that mauled a kid to death, uh, we should try to rehabilitate that dog. There's no value in just putting down a very dangerous dog who has the taste for blood and might do it again. Yeah, I mean, the idea that they you have to have with this rehabilitationism is that everybody is a blank slate in all ways, and that even even if they are no longer a blank slate, they're they're plastic enough that you can reform them in any way. But there is a reality to the to the argument that you know they're just they're a lost cause at some point, right? Yeah, absolutely. What else? what's the point in killing them and also there have been a lot of instances where innocent people are sentenced to death that's where i stand just to be clear this is not where i did she's like let's let's uh, change up the zoom on the various so I said, this is a perspective camera that jumps. perhaps is not the best for a christian to have maybe she still filmed all, in 720 it is a bit interesting to see how many camera jumps there are and justice is intended like they're right there that was a camera job as far as eliminating <laughs> capital punishment for certain biblical well maybe it's the, uh, i when there's camera jumps in, in my videos maybe i'm like coughing or maybe it's just like a, a little <laughs> bit of dead air that i need to cut out something like uh, that so so i will give her the benefit of the doubt it does sound uh pretty smooth on audio just the video glitches is where you're going to notice that. Characters. This was often only for non-capital, in parentheses, non-murderous crimes. Also, the love in the New Testament will uh, die at some point, and the price we're just skipping for his a little sin bit. has always been and always will be death. To criticize the general moral arguments of rehabilitationism, one must not eliminate capital punishment because it is unfairly applied to minorities, but rather try to make sure it is applied <laughs> equally. Ha! So, I did mention this earlier that a lot of innocent people get put to death. I failed to mention, it's a pretty obvious statement, but it's mostly people of color. Here I'm just kind of quickly saying... I'm not going to show the, our Star Wars, Star Wars clip. Uh, not Star Wars, but Star Trek clip. For, for the sake of YouTube. But uh, let's switch over to her yeah, open theism cool. thing. Uh, her little uh, video on open theism. That was her video on the death penalty in which she's criticizing her former Christian self for that terrible belief that you punish the wicked and uh, you protect the innocent. So terrible. Uh, Gregory Jones says, I've never heard a great argument against the death penalty. That's just me, though. I haven't heard any either. So this is... <laughs> This is her, the embarrassing doctrine of open theism, where she criticizes open theists, and we'll, we'll kind of see why that is. This is Lauren from Big Atheist Rescue. Hey, everyone. Okay, this is Lauren. so this is 2020. Let's see what when the other video Quickly is. Saying. December 2020. Wait, so she's an atheist talking about open theism? Yeah, she says, she's basically like, I was a Calvinist, and then there are these open theists, and they're the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but now I'm an atheist, and so they're okay in some respects, but bad in others. She or welcome back. Before we jump into the topic of the day, I would like to mention her some audio got good a lot and better. bad news. We are moving to From a nice May to December, which means I will no longer yeah. be living in this apartment. And she went to a different apartment. Uh, it's got to be the mic. I did post a poll on Twitter asking you all if you think I should have a fake name and try to subscribe to the magazines myself or pretend to yeah, be the person she's just, whose name uh, no, is. I don't care about your personal yeah, life. Make, she always like spends the first minute talking about her personal life, doesn't well, she? That's um, again. It's 
it is in the female psychology to draw attention to yourself and talk about yourself and personal things. And it, it does work because men in general tend to like to hear about stories about women's lives. I'm just going to throw that out there. Men in general like to listen to women talk about themselves and women in general like to talk about themselves. Mm. In my experience, in heaven. <laughs> it, it's almost like men and women were made for each other. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing when you go to like a restaurant and there's that like a couple and they're just sitting there in silence eating and you're like, that's that's it's that's so strange. Is that is you guys yeah. just you guys feed emotionally off of just a presence with each other? Or is there this a relationship of convenience? I don't know what's going on here. And so so then you just forcibly ask them. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's just such a weird time with social distancing. We'll see what happens. But I just wanted to So real real quick real quick funny story once. Uh, I was uh, in a restaurant with my my wife and we're eating and the table across from us is like this girl and a guy on a date and and I listen to them and they're talking and she's like, "You know, I think my favorite movie of all time is liar liar and i look at my wife i say hey, how pathetic of a life do you have to have where your favorite movie is liar liar out of all these movies out there in existence why would you what what kind of sadness is this and then we look up and both those people are just staring at us and we're like oh, I, we were not listening to you uh, yeah, my wife's like you always gotta, you can kind of bring the level of volume just a little bit down yeah to let you know this isn't going to be Scientology all the time anymore. She's which doing is these camera jumps again. Anyway, with that today, we are going Do people to like the camera jumps? another one of my blog posts. As always, there's a link to this blog post in the description if you would like to follow along or if you would like to take a look at no, some additional sources. No, I don't care sources. about any of that. I personally think free will is an illusion, but we are okay. talking about these here, not me. If God cannot change his mind... Did you like the voice change or disclaimer? Why change your voice for that? Then what's the I mean, she wasn't even using that to ridicule anyone. It was just to make other than to show him trust. For that matter, comment. I, I think actually it was supposed to mirror those the commercials that do like uh, a drug and then they list the side effects. Side effects may include, and that's kind of like a different voice. Oh. That's probably what the effect she's going for there. Would anyone need yeah, I guess to show I missed that, that trust one. him if he already knows whether or not they do? Well, there's one interesting doctrine that attempts to answer these questions and tries to reconcile God's omniscience and omnipotence with the free will of humans. <laughs> it's called open theism, otherwise known as openness theology or free will theism. It's messy to say the least, but I did consider myself an open theist for a short time. And Whoa. I found the doctrine pretty refreshing according to pastor and author greg boyd who is also a very so popular open theist her understanding of uh open theism i think is going to be primarily derived from greg boyd and so that, that's the variant that she's going to be addressing here Probably. that apparently she considered herself for a while open theism is this in a nutshell i uh really describe it as simply the belief that possibilities are real it really comes down to that possibilities are real and that god who is omniscient knows all things uh, knows possibility is real. Just like he knows that an elephant is an elephant and a monkey is a monkey and an actuality is an actuality, he knows a possibility is a possibility. To elaborate on this, it's the belief that because God created the world out of love, he created it with possibilities, giving humans the ability to freely make any of a virtually infinite number of choices. He does not always know what the outcomes will be, but he does know that a variety of possibilities exist. 
I've heard a couple of open theists explain this slightly differently, saying that God could know all outcomes you see the jump? to, but he chooses let's, not let's... to. He can thus respond to and be moved by his... Maybe she's trying to do something like uh, in the movies when people are having a dialogue. You don't want just a shot reverse shot. And so she's like, I got to just change it up, but I only got one camera. So how do I change it up a little bit to make it a little bit interesting? Zoom. Sometimes you zoom super in, and then sometimes you zoom with these big black borders. And then people are going mean, to... The problem is it's all monotone. You're not... You want something like this, you want to do it in the form where you can put it on a podcast, right? She's not doing any service to herself. If you just close your eyes, you could fall asleep pretty easy. I'm ready to. <laughs> his creation, making his relationship to humans more intimate and mutual. It's a nice thought, really. I certainly thought so in the short time that I followed this doctrine. But as you can imagine, an it's pretty controversial among many Christians, as Boyd touches on here. It conflicts with the classical view, which okay. know that uh, when God created the world, and that's actually, a long clip. I'm skipping our it. existence is full of unresolved possibilities, and I have no problem with this. This is reality. The difference between Greg Boyd and me is that I don't think there's a supernatural creator behind those possibilities. But for Christian, wait, wait. So did she just say that free will is an illusion? So um, maybe she's. Uh, well, yeah, but you can um, still believe in chaos. I think. Yeah, so <laughs> she, it's like the natural world has randomness. Plus, humans are just mechanical, uh, biometric creatures. Right? Yeah, so, something it, like it's that. It's not internally inconsistent. So may, maybe that's her current belief. Christianity, open theism causes a lot of problems, and frankly, it only gives me more reason to be an atheist, but we'll expand on that in a bit. First, here's why Boyd and other open theists find the doctrine to be especially valid and beneficial to contemporary believers. Up to this point, the world has been oh, no. much more conducive to we're, a determinism. We're going to skip that. Now more conducive to the biblical so she she just said that uh, open theism is causing her to reject christianity even harder <laughs> what well did you miss that part did, but she, did, she, she didn't explain that right well i think she's going to after this clip so we're right. going to skip the greg boyd and go straight to her again yes okay. there are certainly examples of god this is quite the build-up with anticipation this is like halfway through already yeah, she's halfway through there's the like, video there's like nothing <laughs> You've given us, you gave us some personal stories and then nothing. <laughs> so one point for open theism, another point for the classical perspective. Okay, let's, let's get those points. That's, the biblical worldview, I missed uh, those points. There are also plenty of claims that God never changes his mind. So one point for open theism, another point for the classical. Okay, so what she said there is the Bible, since the Bible says that God changed his mind in some places, that's a point for open theism. And then it's a point against open theism when the Bible says that God doesn't change his mind. That was just her claim there. That's so I, I, like. I don't <laughs> I don't actually think uh, she might have been a quote unquote open theist for a couple months, but I just don't think that she's interacted with the data that much. It's, well, I mean, it, what it really sounds like is she just sort of flows from thought to thought. Someone brings something up. Oh, well, I guess I'm that now. Someone brings something else up. Oh, well, I guess I'm that now. There's, that no, is. there's no indication of thoroughness in anything she's doing. I, I think that's part of her character is she's flowing to whatever seems trendy and popular. And atheism's the latest incarnation that which she's trying to turn into yeah. some sort of YouTube career. But I don't think she's gonna make it. I just I don't I don't think uh, a thousand views is gonna 
gonna give her the lifestyle that she wants. <laughs> we should search her, see if she's on OnlyFans. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That'd be the most depressing OnlyFans. Perspective. It's yet another case of the Bible contradicting itself, being the antiquated, cobbled together There's mess that it is. And I don't feel the need to expand on which view is more biblical. But moving on. So there's actual legitimate scholars uh, like Christine Hayes, and she doesn't think that the Bible is like a tangled mess of nonsense. And she's she, Christine Hayes is not not a Christian in the, in the slightest. She thinks that there's overlying themes and narratives and trends. It's a marvelous composition. It just, the document's amazing that it's even, it even showed up to us in this time and place with all these ancient stories. You look how fragmented everything else is. The Babylonian epics, yeah. those are all fragmented. The, the Bible is a beautiful piece of work. And for her just to de degrade it because uh, now it's trendy for atheists to just badmouth christians at uh, at all points it, it seems it seems very socially generated rather than a, a mental critical evaluation of what the bible actually says so gregory jones says if you deny god you have to be a determinist right i i don't know if that actually follows you might believe that people in some sense somehow got free will in some capacity yeah, you don't have to be a determinist, but uh, the concept of free will is actually a Christian concept, more or less. It's not something that's really brought up much outside of Christian context. It, it seems almost to be almost a default. Uh, and my kids are throwing things down the stairs. Like, okay, there goes a doll that just flies down the stairs. kids. Uh, Ron, let's dig in. It, it seems almost to be... Uh, a natural concept that we read over and over and the fatalistic examples are the exception to the rule the the oedipus or whatever where he's he's fated to kill his father and and uh <laughs> what are you doing baby girl come here okay there's some okay. there's pretty interesting interpretations of oedipus rex I like, if you ever want to talk about them some some argue that he he we don't know if he killed his father in that book. It's, it's pretty interesting. Well, I think there's multiple versions, one where he kills him on the road and one where he kills him with a javelin, things like that. But I don't think the great Greeks oh. were, by and large, fatalists as we see fatalism. I think they thought there were certain events that were called for that might happen, and it's a reoccurring theme, but I don't think it was like a meticulous, like Nostradamus of all events that ever happened. Jade, are you a Chrisling? She can't hear you. I got headphones on. What? <laughs> are you a Chrisling? Huh? No? Okay. Into why open theism is quite damning to Christianity and theistic beliefs in general. Yeah, so baby Jade, we, we got we got an actual argument. Is she middling attractive or lower middling attractive? <laughs> First, as it kind of came off to me in that last clip, Boyd is admitting in so many words that if Christians don't embrace this openness stuff and oh, no. with Why? society and science, then they are on the wrong side of history. Like many progressive Christians, open theists apparently try to prevent stop, this stop. embarrassment. The difference is that open theists... Right, this is the like prevailing obsession with progressives. They want to be declare themselves on the right side of history, that somehow... Uh, Whoever's writing the narratives will, will 
sing songs and epics about how great they were at all times. <laughs> and it, it's not about morality so much as narcissism. It's like we fought for the right for men to go into little girls' bathrooms. Like what? Are, what? 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 Because history, history will verify that. Will That's vindicate what, us. We, because because really, whoever is writing the history books fifty years from now, they're the true moral authority of what happened. <laughs> the more the the later they are viewing history, the more moral they are in their judgments of what happened in history. Right? Morality yeah. flows from the future to the past. So I was reading a guy on Twitter, random dude, so you know he's legit, but he's talking about how uh, subverting Christianity in the modern culture, they basically had to just replace it with something. And this, this whole movement is like, trust the science. This is just a religious replacement for the Christian morals, where everything and every argument is done under this guise of, oh, we are science. We, we're the ones who love science. This is the scientific thing to do, but it's this uh, Fox religion that's, that's going on. Yeah. Did you see the MIT study where they're trying to figure out um, anti-vaxxers? So they say, oh, yeah, anti-vaxxers are, are actually you know, reading and, and looking at the studies and the statistics a lot more than we ever expected. They, they do it more than the people we... We talk to, we tell people to <laughs> yeah. be safe. Like, and, and what they said categorically is that uh, there's like a, there's a difference in mentality between certain groups. And by the way, people who are uh, upset with COVID are not necessarily anti-vaxxers. It doesn't follow that you're against all vaxxers if you're against COVID. But, but anyway, they said there's a, there's a different mentality where this group decides that they want to look at all the details themselves and then decide for themselves. And then the the groups that tend to respond well to authorities look at science more of an institution, more of a uh, authoritative system. So they wait for the scientist with the degree to tell them what to think. That, <laughs> and, and they're admitting that this, like del deliberately in their MIT study, they don't think it's a good thing, but they understand the difference in nature between these people. <laughs> It is, it is pretty funny. Uh, we, we are in uh, this quasi-religious world where oh, there was actually a debate between Sam Harris, and Jordan Peterson, and uh, who's that English guy? Uh, uh, Murray. Murray. He, he wrote uh, The Strange Death of Europe, something like that. Uh, oh, Douglas Murray. Douglas Murray. And uh, they, they also make the, the case that, you know, this, this is what the religion of science gets us the modern culture that you're experiencing right now, Mr. Sam Harris, and you, you've been cancel cultured a few times. Um, right. This is what your atheist worldview and shifting away from the Christian morality and a Christian culture gets you. And yeah. so that, that is pretty funny. So like it or not, Christian morality does serve some purpose in creating cohesion and consistent worldview in which people can build tribes build trust among each other i i what was it michael malice the other day was talking about new york people are like oh yeah there's murders every day and uh but you know it's 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 safe it's like well what what 
He's like, it reminded me of uh, going my my friend going to Africa, and uh, he's he's going out hunting, and he's like, oh, are there any snakes out there? And the tour guide's like, no, there's no snakes. Oh, once in a while, there's a black mamba, but <laughs> but, but you know, there's no snakes. Like like the most vicious, like predatory snake that will jump and attack people on purpose. That that's 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 the one yeah. out there. That it, it's once in a while though. So most people live in that city in that country right well yeah but they're not Most all walking don't through get the grass by the black mamba just just a couple people are oh man i don't i don't like snakes i was uh, showing my little girl some uh, mongoose videos of mongoose uh, taking on oh, black yeah. mambas that's like why don't we import a ton of mongooses but apparently they did that in uh, was it new zealand or something like that and they just destroyed the ecosystem oh it's in japan they imported a bunch of mongooses but the snakes they're trying to kill were nocturnal, and mongooses are not nocturnal. And so <laughs> the mongooses just ended up eating all their chickens and stuff like that. And so it was a yeah. complete catastrophe. But I'll, we'll go ahead and play this, the, the embarrassing doctrine of open theism. And, yeah, uh, she has still not said why it's embarrassing. Yet. And we're over uh, halfway through. He yeah. tried to do so by claiming that God can and does change his mind, and he wants humans to do it with him and for him. Now, as far as progressive Christianity in more common terms, believers are willing to change with the times while still believing that God is unchanging and that he foreknows how society will change. Free will exists, but God knows what people will do with it. It's cognitive dissonance, however you spin it, so no one really wins here. In any case, here's what I think is the biggest piece of bad news for open theists. Their doctrine uh -oh. is arguably Ooh. a slippery slope Oh no! blatantly admitting that humans invented God. Of course, <laughs> oh! I would argue that pretty much. Whoa, uh, whoa. Uh, uh, Chill shot. Uh, <laughs> it's a oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, let, maybe she's got some good reasons behind this. Um, I, I don't. She. I think she came up with this herself in her own head because I've never heard anything like that. i've heard people say open theism is a slippery slope to atheism but this seems brand new um so being no, no, the no. grand intellect she is she probably like, came like, up with it yeah because this is her personal life her story <laughs> is that she moved to atheism and then decided oh well that must mean that god was invented by people and that's now she's an atheist she's telling us about herself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so open theism leads us to the conclusion that people invented God. Okay, all ready. theologies reveal this fact to some degree, but open theism does it in an especially overt way. Whatever happens for the benefit of an open theist, i.e. an affirmatively answered prayer, often happens because they influenced God's will to make it so. Now, I suppose this isn't really any worse than the deterministic view in which believers can justify virtually anything after it happens, good or bad, by claiming it was God's will. But still, open theists have the audacity to essentially claim some power over God. They wouldn't <laughs> put it that way, of course, but how else would you describe what Boyd says next? The open view encourages people to really take responsibility for their life. Well, okay, so her claim is that open theism leads to atheism because open theism thinks that people can influence God. So I, I don't think that there was a point in her life where she's like maybe a, a real open. I don't. I, maybe she, she's just not an intellectual, and so there's she. She probably has all sorts of contradictory beliefs in her head all the time. But for her to think that be, if people can influence God, that means people invented God. That that. That's a huge stretch. That's a big jump. 
No, she said it's a slippery slope. She didn't say it's a logical chain of events, right? It just means that as soon as you start believing that, then you're going to start changing your mind again. Then you're going to start changing your mind again about what you think. But her argument seems to be that because their mindset allows humans to influence, have influence. God, that means... They, they eventually think that they don't need God at all, probably. Well, they eventually figure out that they invented God? <laughs> because that was her argument, that it's right. a slippery slope to... Uh, I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think there's any chain of intermediate events that are going to lead from one to other. I just don't think it's there. Yeah, we'll see. We still not. got four minutes. Oh no! Let's see uh, how long Greg Boyd talks. Any sense? All right, skip him. Give it all you got and get in the kingdom, get in the game, and do what you're called to do. Do you think it's okay, possible so she never Greg actually Boyd gives is the argument? To be co-creators with God saying that God needs believers and he has to clarify that he's not saying we're little gods, which is actually exactly what he's saying. <laughs> so um, my, my children, if they influence me, they're little parents. My daughter yesterday wanted to go to Olive Garden. I went to Olive Garden with my, just one of my daughters. If I bring the whole family, I'm bankrupt. And so I just brought my one daughter. And so since she influenced me, she's like a little parent. That means parents don't exist. <laughs> uh, is, is that the argument you're getting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which daughter was it, Jade? Like a slippery slope to me. Rain Fisher. She just loves the salad. She just oh, so she yeah. got unlimited salad. And then yeah, she just eats the salad, and it's pretty cheap. And then she eats the breadsticks, and that's pretty cheap. And so it's a, a cheap father-daughter date. So, and then I could eat the unlimited soup and uh, bread and, and uh, salad too. And then I don't get super fat. Maybe I do a little bit. And I'm a little surprised that I didn't think so while I was Christian. As one article from an Ontario church says, open theism fashions a God much closer to Adam than Jesus. Further digging this hole, <laughs> Greg Boyd what? does some circularizing. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 that's so funny. Um, I, I Jesus don't... was uninfluenced by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think people they just I, I, I thought she was gonna say closer to Adam than God, but uh, she said that Jesus, <laughs> the, the Jesus, it's like, well, oh, did you ever read the New Testament? Jesus does figure heavily in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think what happened actually is there's there's lunatics who think that they could just string together words, and those words have like real meaning and and uh they're like how do we attack open theism we'll say that they uh are are fashioning a god like adam and not jesus ha ha boom mic so, drop so help me understand is are is what she's saying right now are these supporting points to her initial point that open theism is a lip, slippery slope to atheism is I, that I, where we're at or, I, the, or is this a new argument I can't I, tell. <laughs> well, her argument wasn't that open theism is a slippery slope to atheism. It was open theism is a slippery slope to believing that man invented God. So I guess it's atheism in a way, but sure. but that's that's even going further that like mankind just invented God. It's I, I think these are all non sequiturs. I don't think there's 
I I don't know what's going on in her head that connects these dots. Yeah. I, I, I don't think she's going to connect those dots within three minutes. Uh, what's your bets? Do you got money on this? <laughs> what, what's, what's the what's the over-under? Surprising conclusion. We'll see. What's, what's the over-under on uh, if she's going to tie these all together? It might be like a beautiful story where the you know you're confused through the whole story, but at the end everything is neatly tied up and all the characters are brought together and all the plot holes were resolved. And then you're left feeling inspired and odd. And then you leave the theater in an orderly manner for the next group. <laughs> uh, probably that's what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, where does she say... Like, keep open it's, it's, her title is The Embarrassing Doctrine of Open <laughs> It's theater, so right? embarrassing. At what point did she say that, make this clear that this is embarrassing? Embarrassing to whom? To, to atheists, to, to I guess it's embarrassing to Calvinists. I guess Calvinists are embarrassed by open theists. Well, it's uh, of the one thousand some people who uh, actually watched us. There's about like seventy people who said, "Yeah, that sounds pretty embarrassing." <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what happens with these new atheist groups is um, there's a lot of uh, kind of these circle congratulatory like oh you say anything against uh, theism we're gonna pat you on the back no matter how inane it is you uh, think those are all all atheists no 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 but in new atheism in in the new atheist movement a lot of people their their entire that's that's what they do to in order to um ingratiate themselves in the community and the community gives them positive feedback for these types of methods. And so it doesn't actually inspire them to think critically and logically and consistently about their criticisms because they're, they're in this positive reinforcement loop that's just teaching them all I have to do to get praise is repeat certain talking points against uh, certain things in certain is, ways. She's just rereading re a bunch of articles of what other people wrote. She she based she either says something that doesn't seem to tie into anything she she's said before or afterwards, or she's just rereading another comment somewhere. <laughs> but but I guess my question is, you, you think that her audience is all atheists, and I I'm not sure. Could be Calvinists who are patting her on the back too. You might as well. But where is this being shared at? Yeah, where is this being shared at? Let's see. I, I think this oh, guy. There's yours. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah. Let's, let's open that up. Let's open that up. Oh, she didn't like that at all. She's like, uh, would Jesus, assuming that's the God you worship, <laughs> speak to anyone like that? Little. Oh, so, it's so funny. It's like people are going to lecture let you. Let alone a woman he didn't know. Yeah, let alone a woman he <laughs> you, didn't you know. You, you should have yes. just responded, yes, Jesus didn't know. Yeah, Jesus. Open theism is. You, open theism is proven. Jesus, Jesus didn't know the woman. A lot of people in the Bible. It's it's pretty common, and so uh, it's really funny when people try to lecture you about your own religion. It's like, what are what are you what are you what are you doing here? You think that you know my religion better than me to lecture me about this? And it's this this moralistic rant. I get that with like Calvinists sometimes when I insult their intelligence or something like that. They'll get all mad and they're like, Jesus would never do that. Oh, you need to be more respectful as me. I know I don't. When was, when did, <laughs> did you ever show me any respect? Why, why would you, why would you expect this to be a mutual, uh, like a kumbaya feeling by me interacting with you? you you've shown nothing. 
You show no humility, no generosity. I'm not going to treat you like that. I'm not going to bow over to you and just yeah. like, oh, please. That's why they please want. Hurt that's me. why they want their echo chambers. Please insult me and treat me. Treat me like I don't know what I'm talking about, and I'll praise you for you're such a you're such a smart person, so big brained. And so it's uh, I, I love it. I love it. This this comic calling her discount Jenny Nicholson. I I think. I think she's probably had that comparison to herself before. And I think that really actually resonated in her mind when I said that. So I, she says, oh, you can go now. I said, oh, I posted another comment. I said that she was retarded or something like that. And <laughs> I got deleted because uh, she didn't like that. And so I said, I think you actually deleted my other comment. I said, I'm willing to pay for a DNA test to count your chromosomes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. Ah, ah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's just, no, but, but look, look uh, I guess I wanted to see uh, the other comments. They look okay, like yeah, we'll look Christians, at the other ones. right? Well, I, I think know. she's probably like, got more interaction on this video than her normal videos. Right, because it would attract Calvinists with just that title. I think it's been a shared more among open theists. So let's see. <laughs> Can God... Do, okay, see, this okay, guy's that an, atheist. an atheist. for sure. He says, can God change his mind? Depends on who's writing him. Definitely an atheist. Something about Boyd. I'm happy that I'm an atheist. Okay. Reality Channel with Tom Peros. Okay. And here's Idol Killer. He's a friend of the show. He's an open theist. Mm -hmm. And then this guy, Daniel D. Why does God use angels? Which is uh, absolutely sounds like open theist. Brian A., he, he comments all the time. He's an open theist. So a lot of these people are open theists or atheists. And so this guy says, <laughs> yeah, it looks like there's a lot. The Most problem the with something like this, comment. problem with something like this, the Bible explicitly says God can change his mind is because she already said that that's the case. She just says the Bible's inconsistent. So if she, you're actually going to interact with her and she was an honest person to interact with, you'd say those proof texts for changing. If you read the context, they don't say that God's metaphysically unable to change in any situation you just you just got apply some reading comprehension skills or maybe maybe quote someone like uh, christine hayes who says you know this this god of immu immutability god who doesn't repent that's just not the god of the bible it's it's just not there i mean in a sense though she just knows boyd like, i think she just knows talking points she just knows what boyd says on some videos yeah i think so i think she got into boyd for like a, a day or something maybe there was a boy who's like this is some pretty deep intellectual stuff, this Boyd. And she's like, oh, oh. And she reads it. She's like, I think I'm an open theist. And that's like a month later. She's like, I think I'm an atheist. <laughs> Slippery slope. <laughs> oh, it got me. The slope got me. I slipped off that slope. Theism on solid ground saying, contrary to what critics of open theism claim, Open theists affirm that God always knows everything perfectly. It's just that we have reason to believe a partly open future is part of what God perfectly knows. Tricky, right? For one thing, doesn't God exist outside of time and therefore <laughs> oh, have a future? Oh, so she was so ingrained in open theism. Wow. She knew all about open theists. She, She's open theist. Wow. It, like th this has a, a gotcha argument. It's just like she knows nothing. Yeah, she's she's completely ignorant about the subject that she made a, a twelve minute video about. Which I, <laughs> I guess I guess if you're making a twelve minute video, maybe it's okay to be completely ignorant about the subject that you're talking about. She, she's like, "God's outside of time." Gotcha. 
Gotcha. <laughs> Boom. Not and not consistent. When if God's yeah. outside of time, how is he changing? Did you, hey, open CS. <laughs> did you ever consider God's outside of time? <laughs> <laughs> boom 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 she's like I, mike drop covers look at her, her smug look on her face she's like see ah uh, god's outside of time ah uh, oh man oh man how how sad would it be to be dating this lady oh say let alone pretty bad one this gets really complicated really fast and we're left with it's one of those girls who's trying to move away she's now, like oh he's intimidated by my intelligence <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh no, you're not no, worth no. talking to no. oh no he's scared he doesn't he yeah, doesn't want to talk to me <laughs> i was just too good for him that's why he dumped <laughs> I, I, you talk to those ladies oh we broke up he broke up with me but uh I'm better off without him. It's like, what? Well, you should have been the one. I, it, the data that you're giving me doesn't line up with the things that you're saying. It seems like a cope. I think you're coping. Oh, man. Well, to be fair. Well, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. No. No. I'm not a Christian anymore, and I really don't have a problem with open theism. After all, I don't really have a stake in trying to get to know the nature of a being I don't think exists. Also, I can appreciate what open Why does she think it's promote. embarrassing? <laughs> like, I, I've never... I, I guess she thinks it's embarrassing because you, you haven't considered God's out of time. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Oh, maybe... Okay, so we still got, like, two minutes left. And so maybe in within this time, that's when the grand finale is going to be. Yeah. She ties it all together. Our minds will be blown. And we'll be like, this woman is of outstanding outrageously sharp intellect and wit <laughs> responsibility for one's actions a willingness to learn and embrace new information and a desire to live with earnestness passion and purpose i would guess that this is what most reasonable this is so monotone support, regardless of what they do or don't believe so points for open theism. Yet the fact that open theism is a concept at all, let alone that there are countless denominations within each theistic oh. religion, shows that at best, God finds it more important to remain mysterious than to reveal himself in an unquestionably clear and consistent way. And it's up So now, now it's moved from uh, arguments against open theism to arguments against general theism. Yeah, because, because there's many people who interpret the Bible different ways, the Bible is false. So uh, a, a better point that she is kind of making is why doesn't God revealing himself in some sort of way to clear up a lot of these misunderstandings, which is a general anti-theist argument, not an open theist argument. So he's jumping subjects. So apparently that means open theism is embarrassing. To his flawed creation to fill in the gaps. I, I don't he like this zoom in. to be sown among us. She's got like a pentagram in the back. Do you see that? She's got like this uh, um, next to some sort of guitar type thing. I was probably a band, right? Uh, probably a band. I don't know what's going on there. Rather than making it easy for everyone to at least believe he exists. No there's there's she's, a big. She's moving over. <laughs> who's moving over? She's moving over. Oh, she's moving over see, a little bit. You can see the pentagram a little more. There's there's some words above it. It's got to be a band. So there's there's some books in yeah. the back. Whenever I find out that there's a girl who reads, I'm, I'm in conversation. Oh, what do you like to do? Oh, I like to read. I start asking him, oh, what do you like to read? Do you like to read fiction or nonfiction? 
And uh, inevitably, they'll say, oh, I like to read fiction. I say, oh, the classics or modern stuff? And they'll say, modern stuff. Oh, okay. And uh, that's about the extent of those conversations. So I wonder, I wonder what books are on her shelf and if she's read them. Not to mention that he's worthy of universal worship. The good news for all of us, there's no empirical evidence to demonstrate that such a coy god or any god exists. So, open theists, you're already willing to take the reins on your own future in as much as anyone is capable of doing so. <laughs> okay. Um, here's the argument that she's beginning to lay down. She says, okay, um, there's a God who determines everything, and you believe God doesn't determine everything, so that's a second model. You might as well go the, all the way that there is no God who doesn't determine anything. <laughs> a slippery slope. A slippery slope. That'd be like saying... Nazism is a slippery slope to anarchy because, you know, you could get more totalitarian than Nazism. And so the Nazis, since they're not total totalitarians and they do allow some freedom in some sense, even though not much, um, it's probably a slippery slope to anarchism. You might as well be an anarchist. Why, why don't you take why don't you take that leap? Hermann Goring, why weren't you an anarchist? See, it seems to be the thought pattern here. We'll so see. She's halfway through. Time, place, and person. Why not remove the complication of God and admit that you see? are the creator? See, Nazis. National socialists. You were the creators all along. National socialists. Why don't you just discard government altogether? You're you almost know, there. One of the implicit thoughts in this whole argument is that the Bible wasn't the influence for believing what you you think at that time, right? I mean. It, Obviously, if you're saying the Bible is telling me I should think of God in this particular way, because that's what I read, that that's the that's the whole reason you're there. It's but she thinks it's people who are just trying to take autonomy. She thinks the the motivation behind open theism, and again, this might actually just be her projecting, but it looks like the motivation behind open theism is that it, it she just wanted more autonomy. I think she dated a guy who was big into Boyd, and that's how he explained it to her. And then she said, oh, if they're so you're philosophically an open theist, might as well go atheist. <laughs> might as well take that jump. She said, I did. Once I found this other boyfriend who's an atheist, oh, man, I was so dumb back when I was a theist. Now I'm super intellectual and smart because I'm an atheist. And uh, I have a whole video channel on it that talks about my my profound wisdom on the matters that that men watch that that men watch not because I'm a female because they want my opinion and they care and value the things that I say because I'm so intellectually uh, tuned into the theological currents of our day. <laughs> There's definitely a lot more to it. There's a lot of nuance and a lot of complexities that I would highly encourage you to look further into. Yeah, it is really interesting for all its faults. And I did really appreciate what it tried to do. So I need to actually encourage my wife to start a channel on open theism. And, uh, <laughs> because why don't you have Jade do it? <laughs> I know that's what I need to do as well. I, I need to grab one of my charismatic baby girls and just um, do do a thing where you, you have them repeat the stuff. But here's the thing about using little girl. Then you get all the creepers and say, all right, yeah. you got to wait till they're right. like a teenager. You still get creepers. Like that. You're going to still get creepers, <laughs> but it's not as creepy. But uh, you don't want just a little kid parroting everything. You want actually some independent thought. But 
something like that would do very well because people really like listening to women and hearing what women say about issues. Men enjoy this content. It's just something in our natures that are, for some reason, men are attracted to women and like to watch them talk. And so that that's my idea. I'll take her, I, I'd take her, I her think model. It's, that's why I'm wondering if it's Calvinist, that it's a bunch of men who just like listening to a woman say what they already think. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't think it's Cal. I because, think. Well, a lot of atheists are former Calvinists. So most of her stuff is uh, like, "Why am I an atheist?" Uh, focus on the family is toxic, and and so this is like her only only video on open theism. So I doubt that most of these views are being generated from Calvinists, particularly about well, open theists. But, but, but the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that people, when they already agree with something, they just want to hear a woman say it. Oh, yeah, 100%. They, they really enjoy when a woman is just telling them what they already think. They're like, oh, wow, this maybe, maybe if I comment, this lady will marry me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love it, too. I love it so much. I was, I was reading this one guy who's like, this, the feminist uh, ecosystem destroyed itself because it's promoted all these these people that are invading female spaces and it, it's created this uh, backlash because they've alienated all their white knights now whenever someone tries to defend a woman there's instantly they're barraged with uh, claims that they're a sip and so this ecosystem has destroyed itself it's collapsed on it collapsed on itself women have destroyed Wait, the feminists are calling him a simp well no no uh, all sorts of people because they've alienated their white knights their white knight community, they've so beat into the dirt that it's turned against them. And now when people white knight, um, they're instantly called simp, uh, white knight. Uh, they're they're post-mocking videos, mocking memes. And so there's this entire yeah. I didn't think that was culture. coming from the former feminist mm -hmm. supporters, though. I thought that was that was well, well because feminism a harder reaction all... against white knights. Yeah, because you know? they've degraded their own brand. Their own brand was promoting female values, which is good. But if you're promoting it at the expense of the people who are championing your cause, and then you are allowing invaders into your ecosystem, such as men who want to, uh, like Fallon Fox, who want to go into women MA and just knock out <laughs> ladies for a living. I mean, dad always said we could do whatever we want. So if you want want to beat women for a living, that is <laughs> that is a viable viable job option. In that wasn't an option until now. It wasn't an option until now. If you want to just beat women all day, like punch them out, <laughs> knock them out, that's a career choice you can make. It's it's viable in this modern society. Fantastic. America land of opportunity. <laughs> ah, oh, it's so funny. So I, I do enjoy these ecosystems collapsing on, on each other and uh, their, their recalibration in light of having to deal with truth. <laughs> ah, our Victory Street Ministry does the face palm thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> ah, but I'll, I'll hit play on her. When I first heard about open theism, so it's not the worst thing in the world, but it is definitely very bluntly saying, hey, God is whoever we want him to be. And to me, that's, that's, that's just exactly him. what it's saying. Probably not. It's saying God's just whoever we want him to be, like it, anything. It, it has to be projection. It has to be that her motivations for open theism was that. 
it's like, oh, in open theism, I can make God whoever I want to be. Wow, that sounds actually pretty good. So I'll be an open theist for two months and then convert away and then criticize it and then say, yeah. oh, look at me. I was I was so quirky back then. Let's make fun of my former self together because <laughs> you and I share values and we like to der deride uh, people of this this persuasion, which I once was, but now I'm one of you. And I'm a female. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, I I think uh, we're we're at about the end. I don't think she's gonna wrap it up in thirty seconds. Let's say she's gonna doesn't exist. So we're gonna wing it and pretend that our will is aligned with his like most other theists <laughs> seem to do. With that said, thank you all so much for watching. Oh, no. You're all staying safe. That's the oh, end. That's the end. That's why open theism is so embarrassing. She's got another 30 seconds. Uh, she's, she's just going to, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to play that 30 she seconds. She spent two minutes at the beginning doing this already. She's talking about herself in 30 seconds. <laughs> oh she's talking about herself. <laughs> 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 she's like, if you're a thirsty male who likes female attention, please like and comment. <laughs> well, there is. Look, go, go down. Go down. Go. Okay. So I think it's the last comment. Okay, let's go to the last comment. I'm scrolling down. So I think because we went through this. <laughs> Aaron Ra is a famous atheist YouTuber, right? Yeah. Aaron, Aaron Ra fan, puppies and kittens. <laughs> oh, man. Aaron Ra. Oh, man. That's. If there's a reason not to be an atheist, it's uh, looking at a picture of Aaron Ra. <laughs> let's let's pull him up. Like, oh no, don't be associated with them. <laughs> oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh no, there's the face. Oh no, I don't want to see this. Let's scroll down. Oh no. Change and it keep no <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> so, ah, mm. it's like, can you just do voiceovers on your video without the <laughs> the screen projection, without the the I, the whole image? Some people use cartoons to talk for them in their videos. That's an option, Aaron Raw. Haircut. That's pretty funny. Um, there was a Calvinist guy with like this uh, dingy beard, and I offered to PayPal him money to shave shave the beard off. So I wonder. If Aaron Ra would take money for a haircut, and uh, <laughs> so like a crew cut, he might look actually nice. He might he might look like a Maybe. a sharp dude if he cuts this beard off thing going on well, here. Yeah, it's it's like a what do you call that? It's kind of like a soul patch that goes all the way down the neck. It's a neck beard, <laughs> but but it's not a beard, right? Because he's shaving the the other it's side a neck of patch. his neck. It's, it's, it's a neck. Patch. It's not like a soul patch, it's a neck patch. But uh, oh no, Aaron, <coughs> I I would feel embarrassed to be affiliated with him. It's like, oh please, it's I I feel like when I look at him that he hasn't showered in like two months. And like, oh please, a shower, please. That stash is a slippery slope. <laughs> Well, death stash is a slippery slope to atheism because why would a good God allow this to <laughs> exist? Oh no. Ah. Uh, so so what's that term where people resemble their beliefs? Is it uh physiology? Phys yeah, physiognomy. Uh 
physiology. Oh no, but physiognomy. Physiog physiognomy. And so you know, Sam Harris. Yeah, he's he's a good looking guy, so it makes sense. Um, who do who do we deal with on on the show? We deal with uh, Mike Winger. He's a, he's a pretty good looking, charismatic guy. Oh, but Aaron Raw, not so much, and not so much uh, this this discount Jenny lady that we're dealing with. Healthy. It's like, oh man. <laughs> she's average. I don't know, like. But she's got, she's wearing makeup, right? Yeah. But uh, she's trying to build a YouTube career. I don't I don't, I don't think it's gonna work. That's just my my ooh, my prediction of the future. So you think you can she actually thinks she's building a career, or it's just like a vlog? You know, she just yeah. wants to get her thoughts out. I think she's looking for her niche in the world, is what she's doing, and she thinks she could build her niche among this. Uh, buttoning atheist community what? which is actually dying new atheism is right. not it's not on the upswing right because they can't promise the things that they were promising before and it, it served its purpose which was to destroy christianity and it did very well with that purpose and now it, they don't need it anymore yeah it's uh it's on the downswing it's uh it's it's not popular people are realizing that everyone who's adhering to this are kind of like a little bit cringy. It's like, oh man, did they actually do do the things that they promised? Like you're saying, it's like, oh, maybe not, maybe not. But uh, I think it's interesting. So, uh, she thanked me somewhere. Um, where did that go off to? I, somewhere she said she said thank you somewhere for bringing people to her page. She might have yeah, deleted I, that comment. No, all your replies are missing. I yeah. Don't know. I, Maybe maybe she's watching this as we speak, and she's like, <laughs> "Quick, I gotta delete all these comments." Which she didn't delete you. Well, we gotta switch the new. YouTube likes to hide comments. I I get that on my videos. That's what, that's what it has to be. Like people commenting on the videos that I put out, I can't see these comments, and they they're all like hidden. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, she's like, "Thanks for bringing people yeah, to my." Right there. Which actually doesn't make sense if I'm a random commenter. The amount of views I've brought to her channel is one. <laughs> well, yeah, but maybe she actually clicked on and, and saw that you had some kind of following. No, that because that's people. that's not my reality is not optional channel. That's my like personal person. Let's click on that. I got like one video. What to pack for backpacking East Asia with like oh, 400 views. She doesn't so, even understand what that comment means then. <laughs> she's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> It's like what to pack for backpacking East Asia. That's that's such a such a YouTube hit. People love it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's not smart. Continuing. I, she's not smart. I see uh, her teaming up with Abraham Piper. Have you ever seen the Abraham Piper videos? I don't know who that is. That's John Piper's kid. He's like a big time atheist, and he writes. Is he? He, he does all these vlogs against his dad. Isn't it isn't it the weirdest thing how pastor's sons are, are all they're like they're so known for being like they either go wild they do lots of drugs they get involved with yeah worse like, things well or they, they go they just, they just become so rebellious well I could see that with John MacArthur it is or not John MacArthur but uh, John, Piper. John Piper but someone like John MacArthur I'd be really surprised if John MacArthur's kids went wayward like that and just. Just the disrespect. It's, so it's no, no. It's it's not just 
Piper, though, the, the, it's it's common enough to be a trope that past kids go, go crazy. Yeah. I don't um, know why. Well, <laughs> probably because uh, pastors don't typically come from the best stock. They probably come from these charismatic people who can convince churches to give them money in, in exchange for sermons. And that doesn't actually translate very well into actual leadership of uh, your family and a church. It's, it, there's probably that's probably where the disconnects coming in. But ah, here's here's uh, Khan. I love the content. I think this is uh, G consciousness. That's who I think that I, I think that's who this is. Yeah, I bet it is. Love the content. Keep it up. I'll be watching while on night shift. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of ribbing and a lot of making fun of this poor, poor yeah. lady. <laughs> She's <laughs> she put herself on YouTube. That's yeah. what happens. She, she's a public figure. <laughs> she, she's a public figure, so she should be able to take a ribbing. It's, it's like that meme where the feminist is like slinging mud at people, and then everyone slings mud back, and they're like, help, misogyny, everyone's terrorizing me. Oh, man, it's so bad. Like there's that study where the majority of hate and death threats come against males, yeah. but the, the females get all the attention. Like there's, there's less death threats and hate it, towards the females. But that's they're, what they blow out of proportion. But they're also more sensitized to it. Like, oh yeah, the men it's, are. It's, no, no, sensitized to it. Like, it's hard for women to be in public and have people criticize them because the like her point being here is to talk about herself and to get a lot of like pats on the back, right? Yeah. So she, she's uh, not, an she's not trying to back. come out. She's not coming out here for combat. She didn't even like combating with you. <laughs> Uh, uh, not that I was uh, saying anything that was like she can combat. She's like, no, I'm not. Discount Jenny Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, wouldn't have said uh, that. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. It's like, do you know about Christianity? Let me educate you about your own religion. Jesus would not like what you did. Like, what? I, do you even know anything about Jesus? You know, <laughs> you know the things he did. He took. He literally took up whips and he whipped people out of a market. I think what I'm doing is pretty tame by calling you a discount other lady. He called women dogs. So imagine being John Piper and thinking your son was decreed to embarrass you and slaughter your core beliefs on social media. Oh, man. I can't even imagine John Piper believing that. Maybe he does believe that, but I, yeah. I can't imagine that Calvinists like to compartmentalize their theology when they're dealing with reality versus when they're actually talking their theology. Ugh. But uh, we're about over and uh, everyone's quitting out and they're saying, oh, this, this video is over and all you're doing is just making fun of this poor girl. So we will. Oh, oh, that's a, that's a bad case as well. I don't know if anyone knows what happened with Matt Slick's child, but that was, it was really bad. She she turned against him real bad and sent him a lot of bad stuff and like broke that man's heart. Ah, oh, so it's, uh, but he, he was kind of using her as a tool for his faith for a long time, like trotting her out. Oh, she has all these Bible verses memorized and, and teaching her all this doctrine. And then she completely flipped on him. That one's actually pretty tragic. I was talking to Matt's like personally, as I drove him back to his hotel after the, the Will Duffy debate talking about this. So I, I don't want to get too much into it, but very tragic, very tragic, not a good situation. But we'll we'll kind of end there today. 
we'll end there today. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. And uh, well, hopefully we could do some more cringe casts <clears throat> as soon as we find more cringy stuff, like like former theists talking about their high school essays. It's like, oh no, oh no. But oh, thank you, uh, Professor Jonathan Fitch Fisher, or not Professor, but Doctor Jonathan Fisher, for joining us and uh, helping us talk about this poor lady. Yep. Right. Always happy to be here. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right.